Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, hello, mamacitas. Welcome back to another episode of Did It Tells All. How was your weekend? Tell me, tell me, tell me. I'm going to know everything. Um, I'm going to tell you about my weekend, but I do want to know about yours. So, on the Instagram post for this episode, go into the comments and tell me what you got into. I'll, I'll respond. Um, I just want to hear from you guys. My weekend was pretty laid back. I had a Buff Bunny shoot on Friday, so that was really cool. It's all stuff for months down the line, so I really can't tell you anything about it. Just know that it's super cool, and I'm really excited about it. Um, And then the rest of the weekend, I hung out with the family. So we watched the UFC fight on Saturday. We hung out on Sunday at my mom's house, and it was just a laid-back weekend. I caught up on some house stuff that I had been neglecting, so... It was a productive weekend. Uh, I've been a little low lately, a little blue, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let you in on a TTA exclusive uh, because I don't really share a lot of my private private life on social media. But if you're here listening to this podcast, then you know we're friends. So I'm gonna let you in on the secret. Uh, I guess I'm mourning the end of a relationship that wasn't really quite a relationship yet but that was kind of headed in that direction or at least I was hoping that it would be headed in that direction and it just it didn't work out um I had met this wonderful man and we got along great we had a lot of things in common uh he made me laugh we enjoyed each other's company and we'd actually been dating for a couple months not like anything serious but we were you know getting to know each other and we're just at different spots in our lives what's a priority for me you know he has separate priorities like they're good priorities I'm not gonna say you know that doesn't make sense but it's just it it did not align so it just didn't work out and it's it's bumped me out because I really really liked him uh, but you know, that's life. So I'll just keep doing me until my person comes along, hopefully sooner rather than later. But it's, it's rough for us singles out here. Y'all the dating pool is, is something. Let me tell you. Okay. So there's tons of single people out there. I'm not saying there aren't any singles. There are tons of singles, but we have a large pool of singles who are emotionally unavailable. We have a large pool of singles who are afraid of commitment. A large pool of singles that are just creepy and weird. Um, and then then there's just a large pool of singles that, you know, we're, 
I'm not necessarily attracted to or not my type. And so I'm not going to force anything. So it's really hard to meet someone who not only do you have like when when I'm meeting when I'm dating someone I'm looking for chemistry and compatibility. I want both. I want I want to know that we are attracted to each other, that the chemistry is there, that we get along, but I also want to know that we're compatible. That you're going to get along with my family, I'm going to get along with yours. We're going to fit into each other's lives and then build upon that, right? So if there's not a potential for both of those things because I'm not doing one or the other. I want both. If there is not chemistry and compatibility, then I'm not going to waste your time or mine. I'm not going to drag this out when I know that the end result is, you know, it's not going to, they're not, nothing's going to come out of it. So that's just like my stance on dating. Um, but yeah, so, you know, we're back into this big old ocean looking for our fish and hopefully we find them soon. Those of you who are happily attached, kudos to you. Do not take your person for granted because trust me, you do not want to be out here in the single life. I mean, it's fun. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I enjoy being single. I love that I've gotten to know myself that I've gotten to discover what I want out of life I think that my single years have been a blessing but at the same time I'm just I'm ready to take that next step and I kind of feel stuck here because I haven't met someone who's willing to also or ready to take that next step so appreciate your boo if you're single Keep doing you, keep growing, keep glowing. And, you know, the right person will come along for all of us. I hope. <laughs> Today's review shout out goes to Susan, um, who goes by getfit underscore with Susan. And she says, from the first episode of this podcast, I was reeled in and knew this would be a favorite of mine. That it talks in a way that makes you feel like she's your best friend. Her guests all have been so inspiring and their conversations make you feel like you're all hanging out and just listening to and supporting each other. I'm so excited each week to listen to new episodes. Thank you so much, Susan. And that is the goal. When people ask me, like, what's your podcast about? Um, I always said that I wanted it to be like a girly chit-chat, self-improvement type of show. I want this to be relatable AF. I want this to be something that we can all take something from even if it's an experience that you've never experienced or that doesn't correlate to your life experiences but we can still learn something from that you know and man the guests that I have coming up you know today's and then next week and for the next couple of months um they are all incredible people and I get chills when I talk to them and having like knowing that you guys are listening also and how this could help all of us is such an empowering move okay before i bring on my guest just a couple of housekeeping things don't forget to subscribe rate review like follow comment all that good stuff um it really does help get this podcast out um kind of get a bigger reach to more people who could use it send it to a friend, send it to your sister, send it to your mom, whoever you think could benefit from it. So 
Thank you so much for doing that. Um, and yeah, so today's episode, uh, we're going to talk about representation in the fitness community. One of the things that I'm very, very passionate about is making sure that we have representation, both like size inclusivity, body inclusivity, um, and then just also like racial inclusivity. Uh, Fitness does not belong to only a certain group of people. Fitness belongs to all of us. And so when I found this company and I met this wonderful friend, um, I was instantly gravitating towards her her whole vibe, you know, her company and what she stands for. And immediately I knew that I wanted to do something to be a part of that, to help it grow. And she's just the sweetest person ever. Um, so I'm really excited for you to hear, hear from her and just kind of get a little background story there. And yeah, let's get into it. Today on the podcast, I have our badass Mexicana and proud owner of Latina Lifters, Cynthia Martinez. Hey, girl. Woo! Welcome. Hey, Greta. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Thank you. No, I feel like I'm over here, like, super loud and, like, cheerful, and you're, like, very, like, cool, calm, and cool. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, that's how, that's how you come off on social media anyway. You always, like, come off, like, super cool and badass. So that's what I admire about you. Um, for our followers who don't know who you are or even who know about Latina Lifters, can you give us a little, um, like, background story, who you are, what's your deal? Um, I want my audience to get to know you as well. Yeah. Hey, guys. Um, so to start, I am a Mexican immigrant. I actually was born in Mexico. I was born in Sinaloa. I moved here when I was 15. Well, actually, 14 to be exact. My quinceañera was here in Las Vegas at the Stratosphere. All I did was went and ride those cool rides, and I called it a party. Uh, it was really fun. I did not know one word of English, or maybe I did, but honestly, it was maybe hello and thank you. It was it was quite an adventure, to be honest. It was probably one of the first real challenges as a teen to, to move to a whole different country where your culture gets lost, where you have no friends, where you, I only had my mom and my sister and like my siblings, but all of my family was still back home. So that was definitely quite an experience to move here um, as an immigrant and to go to high school here. So I grew up here in Las Vegas and I've stayed not because I love it, it's really hot. <laughs> but to be honest, that's all I know. So, so far, this is what I call home. Um, I do have a 10 year old boy who is my pride and joy, who is very, very amazing. And he is what inspires me to just keep working on myself and keep being better. And I am the owner of Latina Lifters, but um, I feel like everybody in Latina Lifters is a bit of the owner of Latina Lifters because you guys are what make that community grow so fast. So um, definitely, um, I am a lifter by heart. I love doing a little bit of CrossFit, a little bit of weightlifting. I try to do Olympic lifting. I'm not really, really good at it, but you know, <laughs> I show up. It's all matters. I show That's up right. every day. <laughs> um, I am a cat mom too. I have three cats that I love very much. And like you said, I am more on the calm, quiet side sometimes, but I can get pretty loud. You know, my Mexican <laughs> side comes out and I just 
can't help it. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I feel like I carry my Mexican side all the time. And sometimes uh, like, I don't even realize that I'm so loud and people are like, Teresa, turn it down. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Why I'm sorry, are you screaming? <gasps> I know. That's how I feel sometimes. Like my fiance would be like, why are you yelling? That's, that's <laughs> how I talk. That's, um, it's out of excitement. That's how we talk. Yeah. yeah. Which is funny though, because like we make fun of our mom, like my siblings and I, we make fun of our mom. Like whenever we'd go to the grocery store with her when we were little and if somebody like called her on her cell phone, she answered her cell phone at the grocery store. Oh my God. We would all like disperse across the grocery store because we we're like, we do not want to be next to her yeah. when she's on the phone because you could literally hear my mom talking on the phone like yeah. two or three aisles over. Yeah. And we're like, oh my God, how embarrassing. And then now here I am doing yeah. much the same thing. <laughs> it just comes out. Yeah. yeah, we can't help it. Right. So you mentioned that you came um, as a teen. What was that like as far as school? Like, did you, was it, I know obviously it was a hard transition, but like picking up the language, you just like learn it by immersion. Like how long do you think it took you to like grasp enough of the language to be able to communicate effectively? Girl, I'm still struggling. (laughs) (laughs) Um. learning my son still corrects me that to be honest so when I moved here I had to go to the ELL program which is mm-hmm. the English learning uh program that they have in most high schools and thankfully mm-hmm. like I'm in my high school that we had a lot of Latinos so it wasn't super hard but I did have to go through that program for about six months first mm-hmm. and then that first summer was just hard because I mean, you don't know the language, you don't know a lot of people. So literally it was just at home learning the language, watching movies in English, listening to TV, all of, you know, all of the shows, all of my music, all of the TV had to switch to English and my brothers too. Like, it's cool if I get embarrassed, just correct me, just teach me. Mm -hmm. And uh, by September of that year, I took the test to go to regular classes, which was, it was hard, but I feel like at the same time, it might have been a little bit too soon when they put me on regular classes and then the teacher was like, Martinez, can you read this? And I'm just like, no. <laughs> it was super embarrassing because like I was not very confident with, I mean, I did not know a lot still and I was afraid I was going to mispronounce something. And, you know, to be honest, kids can be a little bit rude. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, everybody was actually pretty pretty cool with it and, and we're really supportive and I had a lot of, a lot of people that try to communicate with me to the best that they could. And then I did the same. And then it just kind of, I just kind of got better and I didn't want to give up. So I didn't have a choice. At yeah, that point, no, you kind of have, have to, choice. right? Like yeah. when you get thrown into situations like that, you yeah. have to adapt. Yeah. yeah. So tell me how you got into lifting because lifting for women is already out of the box, but lifting yeah. for Latina women is even Absolutely. more out of the box, I feel. So yeah. how, did, how did you get into that? So back in 2015, I was struggling a lot with my health. Uh, it was like hospital visit after hospital visit. It was kidney stones. It was horrible migraines. It was who knows what it is this time that landed me in a hospital. So it was really, really bad and really scary. Um, and one of my coworkers at that time, I was working at Sephora and was like, hey, like my wife joined CrossFit. You know, it's so when CrossFit was big and everybody was joining the cult. Um, 
And she, he was like, she loves it. Like she's lost a lot of weight, but she's actually just a lot healthier. And mentally too, it's helping her a lot. And I was like, that sounds really scary. But, you know, I tried conventional gyms. I tried getting on the treadmill and just nothing was working. And I, I was, I was overweight and I was unhealthy with my habits. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hey, who knows? Maybe this will keep me motivated. And it's a group class. So I didn't really have a choice to like slow down because everybody's going. So you're kind of having to follow the pace. So I went to that CrossFit gym and to my surprise, I really like it. But yes, for being a Latina, that was a big no-no. So I literally kept it as a secret. I didn't tell my grandma. I didn't tell my mom. And like, I just kind of went with it and I just stuck to it um, because it was, it changed my life. It changed, mm-hmm. it just changed me completely. Like even struggling with, mental health like that really made a huge difference in in my life in general and my son even my son still has memories of like remember when we were really unhealthy mom and when you you know when you were at the hospital all the time and it's just like it was rough times and it's I'm just glad I did it I'm just so glad yeah so it sounds like you and I started CrossFit about the same time because I think I started around like 2015 2016 also Yeah, we did. And I only did it for like about two years and my CrossFit gym shut down. That's the only reason I stopped. And I don't know if it's the same for you, but when I was in CrossFit, like, you know, I went a specific time. So the time that I went, it was always the same people. And we kind of became like our own little like CrossFit family. Yeah. And so once our CrossFit gym closed down and everyone like, you know, went their separate ways, it just like, I lost that gym family feel. And I yeah. felt like I couldn't replicate it anywhere else. Yeah. And that's when I started doing my own thing. But um, just like you, like it changed my life. I, I know that I am a better person for having learning how to lift, for going through the mental toughness, because CrossFit does require a mental toughness. And if you don't have it, you develop it real quick. Because yeah. when you're put through those workouts and, you know, people are cheering you on, um, it's it's a really cool feeling to be a part of that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and even now, I still do, you know, I still dabble here and there and like split and jerk, like split jerks. And <laughs> the one the one lift that I have always been horrible at is uh, snatches. Girl, <laughs> same. I, I mean, I do a lot more than just CrossFit now, but those people who are good at snatching, like they might, must be lighting like a candle to a saint or something because like, <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> like I try and right, I we have right. an amazing, we have an amazing Oli coach in our gym now and he's, he's just great and he's so patient and he breaks it down and I'm just like, still don't get it. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you for explaining it. But I still no, I still don't get it. But it's yeah, cool. no, yeah. I, I couldn't either. Like I could get it like as far as like shrugging it up to like my shoulders. Yeah. But then that part where you have to like, I don't know, I guess flip it to like an overhead squat almost. That's the part where I like I would lose it. I would lose my balance. <laughs> I couldn't lift it or it was too heavy. And yeah, yeah I, I was like, okay, I'm gonna stick to squats and deadlifts. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll do the snatching over there. Yeah. <laughs> um so how did Latino lifters come into existence then? So you did CrossFit and all that stuff. At what point did you decide to start uh Latina lifters? So 
the gym that I used to go CrossFit uh, at when I started kind of separated and, and one of the coaches started a whole new gym. He has this idea of not just CrossFit, but um, he did incorporate a program that's lift. And we do kind of like powerlifting, strongman and weightlifting all in one. You know, I started doing deadlifts and realized I was really good at it. I started squatting heavy. I started benching. And um, that's when I feel like I really connected more with people. Maybe because it was a slower pace class compared to a CrossFit class where you're like, go, go, go. Mm-hmm. At the lift class, we had that sense of community. We were spotting for each other and we were really getting to know each other. And I met this girl named Teresa. <laughs> You're Tokaya. Hey, and shout out she, Teresa. <laughs> she is from El Salvador and she's a Latina lifter. And we were just complaining. I'm going to say complaining, but it was just like cheese talking about all those, you know, uh, fitness brands out there and the lack of representation you know, for Latina women specifically. Mm-hmm. And we are, we were both subscribed to this box that you get every month with all this fitness stuff in it. And every month it was like, I hate it. Why are we doing this? Like none of this stuff like really fits our personality. Like we get one out of five things that we really love and everything else is just kind of like, I'm sorry, but this is just not for us. And we just started like, why isn't there a fitness brand for Latinas? Like, for real, like we, you know, we need something to wear that just really shows like our attitude and, you know, when we're lifting, like our style, I guess, our style. And we were just talking about it and we started throwing ideas and we were both like, yeah, like that sounds like a cool idea, but that was it. You know, like there wasn't really much more talk about the business and I got home and I brought it up to my fiance who's into marketing. And I was like, hey, so this is the idea that Teresa and I were talking about. And he's like, holy shit, like that's such a great idea. Yeah. And I'm like, it is? He's like, <laughs> Cynthia, there is nothing like that out there. Like, can you imagine the community you guys can grow like for you and for Teresa and every other Latina out there that, that feel exactly the exact same way you do? Like mm-hmm. there is no place like that for you guys right now and I was like right but starting a business sounds scary (laughs) so went back to the gym and I brought you know I brought more excitement and ideas and talked to Teresa about it and I was like can you imagine what we can do like collaborate with our Latino businesses collaborate with Latina artists like we can make this happen yeah um so that is where it started this was like 2000 19 before COVID happened and and right before the chaos started but Mm -hmm. we just kind of discussed it and she was just like let's do it let's 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 make this happen and that's where Latina Lifters was born I love that I love that story I totally agree that the representation for for our people for our culture is is lacking out there in pretty much every like business, every, you know, yes. everything from fitness to, I don't know, everything. So I, yeah. I thought it was super cool. I ran into the Latina lifters account on Instagram in early 2020. Um, and then again, of course I, I started following the account because like, Oh my God, this is so cool. The first thing yeah. I saw was the black crop top that says uh, Fuerte AF. Yes. And I was like, oh my God, I need that <laughs> top. And then you reached out and then yes. we connected. Um, but I, I just like, I love everything that you guys make. And 
that's not the only shirt I have. Like I have the Muchas Libras t-shirt. I have the necklace. Like yeah. it's so cool to me. And um, I just want to applaud you because that is a huge risk, I know. And for you to not only identify that missing piece um, out in like the fitness world, but to actually act upon it and do something and start something, that is just amazing. And I am in awe of you and Teresa and your fiance and everyone who has worked to create this brand. So thank you for bringing uh, Latina Lifters to us. Thank you. Yeah. Um, can you share with us um, one of your hardships and then one of your successes with the business? Well, I mean, we did start the business in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> so <laughs> that was that was the start. I was really afraid uh, to start a business in the middle of a pandemic because what it was doing to our economy, what it was doing to people. I mean, I myself lost my job. So it was already like knowing like I'm going at this hard and this is my only choice right now. Like I don't really have a lot of choices and I know a lot of people are aware in the same spot as me. And they didn't start a business, obviously. UPS and USPS could not keep up. Yeah. <laughs> that will probably be one of the hardest thing. And I feel like we are in times where we're so used to Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. We're so used to shop and it gets to your door right the next day. So that was actually really hard for me in general to feel like, how can I ever compete with that and packages being lost and not being able to track? It goes into this, shop, you, you, you literally shop it and then it says that it's being delivered to you on this date and then it disappears for an entire week and then we have no idea where it went. That is probably the scariest because people reach out to me and I'm just like, Let's light a vela and hope it gets there by the end of the week because I cannot bring it to you. If I could deliver every package by hand, I mm-hmm. will because this is hard. And, and I know it's not just my business struggling with this. It's every business are struggling yeah. with any kind of shipping right now. But, you know, USPS, they're doing their best. They're hiring a lot of people. They're working overtime. So I know it's not necessarily their fault, but that was... That was extremely, extremely hard to deal with. And it still is because I don't think that we're still back to normal. So I think that that is probably the hardest thing that COVID did for us as far as the business goes. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I did encounter a lot and it, it's, it was heartbreaking and I feel like it's still kind of there, but I'm, I'm learning to deal with it a little bit better. As women, we're always compared to other women. We grew up always hearing things like this girl is taller than you, prettier than you, more successful than you. Like, why can you be like this girl? Why can you act more like this girl? So I encountered a lot of that mentality when Latina lifters started being, I don't want to say successful, but it started moving. I encountered a lot of, of, of that. I don't want to say competitive because it's not necessarily a good word to use, but almost like that envious feel to it mm-hmm. where instead of supporting each other, it became a matter of competition. Instead of empowering each other, it became copying what we were doing to succeed and then getting upset when they were called out. That was probably the hardest thing. I had to encounter as a business owner and as a woman in general to to see that because I want to see everybody succeed 
I want to see my friends get their own business and succeed. I, I want to see you succeed on what you're doing in your adventures. So it's really hard to encounter people that are not on the same page as you and, and not know how to respond. Because obviously, you know, as a human being, the first response is to get mad and, and, and to kind of activate that anger and that Latina-ness. Yes, yes. <laughs> but as a business owner, you have to, you know, have to be smart and you have to even calm people down when they're reaching out to you about what they're seeing out there. So I had to make several posts about please do not push this issue. Please do not message them yourself. Please do not fight with people on social media. Please don't start with shaming people on social media because you're defending my business. So that was probably something very extreme for me. And, and it's still a little bit emotionally draining when you see that happening because creating this community was because I, I felt like there was not a seat on the table. So we just create a, a bigger table. We don't, you know, we don't, there's enough space for all of us. We can all succeed at the same time. This is not a race. Like there are so many people out there that want to support small businesses. So there's absolutely no reason to, you know, shame on each other or, or copy each other in general. But that was probably, that was probably the worst that I've encountered as far yeah. as it goes as the business owner. Yeah, no, I totally get that. I, it, it makes my blood boil when I see yeah. people copying other people's content because the person who created it, you know, put so much thought and effort and work into creating something. And then for someone to just come behind them and rip them off. But I always just remind myself um, when I see that happening to me that uh, the copy is never as good as the original, you know, and imitation is a form of flattery. So obviously yes, if they're copying absolutely. you it's for reasons because you're succeeding at something and they want it. And, but like I said, the, the, original, the yeah. original is always better than the copy. So, yeah. um, you know, and you know that I am a 100% supporter of Latina lifters. And that's why I wanted you to come on my podcast yeah. because um, I feel like if I have been given a platform where I can amplify other people's voices, then I need to use it for good. And I can only do so much on my Instagram account. Yeah. And I figured the podcast would be another way for me to help my fellow Latinas and my fellow women grow and we empower yeah. each other and support each other. So I am, I'm there, I'm there with you. Um, tell me about a success. Oh, that I have a lot. Um, <laughs> probably the biggest success is seeing the amount of support that Latina Lifters is creating for other people in general. It's seeing girls commenting on each other's posts now and reposting each other and really empowering each other. It doesn't just have to be on a Latina lifters post. But now I see, you know, the same girls going to meets to support each other when they're in powerlifting meets or girls reaching out to me and say, hey, Sin, like I was at this powerlifting meet and there were three girls wearing Latina lifters and I was cheering for them and I wanted to take pictures with them. And that's what this was about. So that is a huge success for me is like, it's not longer about brown awareness, but it is that empowering, you know, position to want to reach out to these girls because they are your familia. They are just like you and they're mm -hmm. struggling just like you and they're working just like you. So yes, like reach out. We're all, you know, a huge community now and, and we will continue to grow, but still like it's seeing those connections and those relationships that Latina lifters have created that's probably the biggest success we have. 
Yeah. No, yeah. I think building communities is amazing with, with anyone who is able to start one and, you know, continue to grow yeah. that community because it, you know, it's like a web. It just keeps growing and growing. So I definitely see that too. I, 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 there's been times where you post someone on the Latina lifters page and I'm like, oh, who's this badass? And then I go <laughs> and I look at their page and I'm like, Oh, gotta follow her. And then, you know, then that's, that's how it happens. That's how growth happens. And we, um, empower one another. What's, uh, what's in the future for Latina lifters and for you? Man, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, there is just, there's so much to do still. I feel like this is just the beginning and obviously shirts is just the beginning right now. That's pretty much all we have and socks and, and a necklace, but the sky's the limit. You know, we have all these artists that we haven't collaborated with. We have all these brands we haven't collaborated with. Um, and we'll see where it takes us. We want to continue to grow this community and we want to continue to grow the brand. Um, and it's just kind of taking it one month at a time, (laughs) one, one more product at a time and, um, go from there, but definitely we want to continue to grow. We want to, you know, I want to say meet everybody's expectations, but it has grown to so many ideas now that it's just like on a list of things that we have to do, (laughs) but I'm, I'm excited for the future. I, if you would have asked me a year ago, because around March is when I actually first opened up the Instagram, mm-hmm. I had no idea we were going to be where we're at now. I, as much as I want to say I needed this community as much as everybody else did, I had no idea we were going to be here. So, oh, chills. That's so yeah. cool that you've been able to amass such amount of growth in such a short amount of time. That just, you know, goes to show how much your, your brand was needed. Um, so do you have any advice for anyone out there who is maybe wanting to start their own small business, but is a little apprehensive about doing it? Do it. (laughs) And even if you feel like your friends won't support you, I promise you there is thousands of strangers out there who are willing to support you any moment. Um, it's just, it's not going to be easy it's going to be a lot of work. There is going to be a lot of days when you don't get rest, where you forget to eat, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it will all be worth it. That satisfaction you will get that you're doing something for yourself, that you're working for yourself, it would make a difference. And it will make a difference in general and other people too. I feel like a lot of times we forget that there is people looking at you all the time. Like for me, it's my son. It's my son looking at me and saying, well, my mom can have her own business. Well, I can't too. What am I going to do? And I love that. So just don't forget that. You always have people looking up for you and just do it. Just follow it. I love that. Yes. I'm a big believer in leading by example and not by the words that you say, because I could sit here and say everything I want, you know, a whole bunch of random stuff. But if I don't live those words. Yeah. And what's the point? People learn by what they see you doing. And, and that includes our kids. I totally agree yeah. with you. My son is the exact same way. So um, the last thing I want to do with you before we end is I want to play a quick little round of yeah. this or that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this or that. You have to answer it really quick. Like first thought. Okay. Okay. There's only six. Okay. So it's not that hard. <laughs> okay. You ready? Okay. Number yeah. one. Squats or deadlifts? Deadlifts. 
Tacos or tortas? Tacos. <laughs> Early bird or night owl? Night owl. Conchas or churros? <gasps> Conchas. <laughs> Cats or dogs? Cats. And hair braids or hair buns? Hair buns. Hair buns. <laughs> See, I told you it wasn't All that hard. day, every day, I was <laughs> with my tiny bun, girl. <laughs> I can't do, I mean, I'll wear buns, but I always feel like I look really weird with a hair bun. Like, you know, some girls look super cute. Like, you look cute with your hair buns. <laughs> but when I try to put a hair bun on, no, I, I look like <laughs> those memes of the founding fathers. That's what I look oh. like. <laughs> That's hilarious. So if I can avoid wearing a hair bun, I will avoid it. <laughs> All right. So um, can you tell everyone where they can find you or they can find Latina Lifters? Um, let's plug all your stuff. Yes, you can find us on Instagram at Latina Lifters. Um, you can also find us on TikTok and you can shop at latinalifters.com. And trust me, guys, you want to go and you definitely need a t-shirt. They have tons of cute styles and say they have like normal t-shirts, they have crop tops, they have tanks, they have socks. Um, I have the necklace. So if you're a Latina and you know about like those nameplate necklaces, I know I used to wear one when I was a teenager. They have one with <laughs> AF, lots of cute stuff. So definitely check them out. Uh, Cynthia, thank you once again for taking time out of your busy schedule to join me today for today's recording. And uh, yeah, I'm so grateful for you. Uh, thank you so much, Sarah, for having me. It was an absolute pleasure to talk to you.